0: It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip-top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for Saturday, January the 5th. And welcome to my favorite Saturday of the basketball season, an avalanche of games today. This is the week every year that we try to set a new record on the television side of things by packing as many highlights as humanly possible into a 30-minute window. I think our record is 24. We're going to try for 27 today. It's out there. you got to push yourself like it's Everest. Trying to climb without oxygen and without a Sherpa tonight, and that's what we're doing the basketball equivalent of, and we are going to have a ton of fun in doing it. Tournaments starting today, tournaments finishing today, we've got a smattering of regular season non-tournament-like games to get to. It's all going to be pure lunacy today, and looking forward to it on the basketball side of things. And speaking of basketball, this is one of my favorite weekends to be doing the show, because the great Hall of Famer Reno Pinkston is going to join us, and we always get great response. When the West Hancock coach joins us, we'll talk some basketball, but I'm sure we'll broach well beyond that in the next couple of minutes with him as well. But before we get to Reno, I've got to set up the table for today with last night. It was sort of the calm before the storm because it's probably the slowest of all Friday nights this day before all the tournament madness begins. But we did have plenty to get to last night, including a big one for the Quincy High Blue Devils who went on the road and took on undefeated two-time defending state champion of Missouri, Class 5 state champion Webster Groves, and the Blue Devils gave them all they could handle last night before ultimately succumbing in a 56-52 decision. Uh, this is not the Webster Groves team that we saw last year with Courtney Ramey here at Blue Devil Gym or with uh, Cartier Gordon. But it is still a really good Webster Groves team with a ton of athletic talent. And the Blue Devils, other than a brownout offensively in the second quarter, really matched them blow for blow and punch for punch last night. So I know Andy Douglas isn't into moral victories and his kids are sick of them now that they're 6-8 and, and on the season and still haven't crawled back over the 500 mark. But it was a really quality effort last night. And you can't fault that. In the process last night, Jaden Smith set the new Quincy High School school record for three pointers with his 128. Came in the third quarter last night, hit one early. And then he kind of went away from his offensive game that way as things kind of struggled and then found it late off a whip pass from Jirel Brock, who had two monster dunks last night. If you've not seen them, check out uh, Jet Beecham's Twitter site, for, because he had both of them last night, and he had them both spectacularly. So certainly fun to watch. But again, the Blue Devils falling last night, 56-52. They'll be on the road Will Quincy High tonight at Springfield, a much improved Springfield High team. We'll have highlights of that one for you on the big overtime show tonight, as I believe Springfield's now 8-8 eight eight on the season and playing some pretty good basketball. So that reclamation project's going pretty well at this point. Also last night, the Hannibal Pirates playing in the championship of the Warrenton Winter Classic fall to Jefferson City Elias, 69-50. It was Desi Jones and not a whole lot else last night. Desi had 26 points, but the Pirates couldn't find much else in the way of scoring. Both Desi Jones and Adriek Brumbaugh made the all-tournament team for leading Hannibal to a second-place finish there. Also, boys, action last night. Northeast Missouri, Novinger beats Marion County 70-26 to at the Salisbury Tournament. Nice win for the Mark Twain Tigers as they beat the host squad 56-51. Preston Eckler leading the way in that ball game with 17 points. At the Highland Tournament last night, they do all of the championship stuff over there tonight. The prelim games, the third place game on the late shift last night at 9 o'clock. Saw Andy Anderson's team bounce back and they're starting to play a little better basketball and beat Clark County last night 46 to 40. Ben McKenzie leading the way with 15 points. And that one in the consolation championship yesterday, it was Highland beating Knox County 54 to 44. Caden Cook, who's played some really good basketball to this point, had 14 points in the win there. Up in uh, Southeast Iowa last night, the Holy Trinity boys hold court on their home court against Cross County rivals Central Lee and get the win 64 to 55. Quentin Schneider leading the way in that contest with 18 points for his team. Reed Fazakey added 17 there as well. Fairfield invades the Hound Dome and beats Fort Madison 60 to 56 despite 19 points and a massive block last night from the freshman Dayton Davis. Uh, game I was at last night in Payson Seymour. Payson Seymour beats Illini West 74-33. Cole Schwartz with 25 points as Payson Seymour came out last night and hit their first four three-pointers, and that was a salvo that really Illini West never recovered from. I'd be remiss, though, if I didn't mention what a great atmosphere last night in Payson Seymour. I got to be there as part of Hall of Fame night as uh, Payson Seymour inducted its latest class of of favors, including, including Bob Bunty, uh, Mike Kinehart, and the 1992-93 basketball team. So it was fun to be a part of that last night. Just a reminder of what a small community athletic tradition that is in Payson and how well they celebrate it and how it spins forward and sets the example for future Indians. So certainly had a great time last night. Uh, again, a tip of the cap to Brian Ray for doing such a class act program last night he is a class act and we also celebrated his 200th career victory as part of that last night as well elsewhere in the state of illinois last night it was south fulton falling to bushnell prairie city 69 to 46 Jack Pico with 27 points in that one for the Spartans. West Prairie falls to A-Town last night, 56-29. to 29. And that, that really nicely simmering Beardstown monster on the boys' side beats Rushville Industry, 53-46. to 46. Don't sleep on those guys because they're playing some pretty good basketball right now. On the girls' side last night, the big story last night, the Clopton Tournament Championship game. Clopton, they do it a little differently. They play their championship game rather than on Saturday for the girls on Friday. Big-time showdown, and Clopton, the host squad, pulls off a massive upset In handing Monroe City a 59-48 loss, Monroe City was leading 27-20 at the half. After Clopton came out on an early 7-0 run, you thought, hey, they've responded. Jada Summers has got it going. She had 21 points last night. And Clopton just gets ridiculous in its own gym last night, led by your tournament MVP, Jillian Lockhart, who scored 30 points last night. She was a one-woman gang, got a little bit of assistance from Caitlin Coons, who had 12 as well. But Jillian Lockhart's shooting last night was spot on and on point and really fueled the mechanism for the Ladyhawks' victory. That's a big one from Devon Street and her girls, and obviously some spun forward momentum that signals that Clopton is indeed for real and a program to be reckoned with. At the Highland tournament last night in the third place game, Knox County knocks off Canton 66 to 39. Riley Strange with an absolutely insane game last night. Double-double for her, including 35 points of scoring as between Riley Strange and Sydney Miller. That, that Knox County front line has really come to life of late. That's an impressive performance for the Lady Eagles. Also at the the Highland Tournament, the Constellation Championship, Scotland County jumps all over Clark County and wins by 20, 54-34. I believe that's the second time this season Scotland County has jumped up and surprised Clark County. This time, Micah Cooley leading the way in that one with 13 points. The high drama game of the night last night took place at the Salisbury Tournament. The Mark Twain girls over Meadville, 54-51. to Mackenzie Ogle at 24 points. She also hit a three-pointer with .8 seconds left on the clock to give her team that three-point victory. With Sal Shelby last night over Milan, forty-four to thirty-nine. Meredith O'Neal leading the way in that one with twenty-two points. The Mexico Girls knock off Bowling Green forty-four to thirty-one despite fourteen points in a losing cause from Gabby Dieters. Nice night last night for the Marion County. Uh, Lady Mustangs, as they get the win over Novinger on the road, 63-40. to 40. Huge night for Peyton Hayes, who's been a really nice player the last couple of years, kind of obscured by that team's struggles. She had 26 points last night at Quincy Notre Dame, playing for the first time in nearly two weeks. Eric Orne's team holds off a spirited charge from Monroe's last night in route to a 69-62 60, victory in that one. Sydney Humbert with a double-double in the victory. She had 23 points and 10 rebounds. Also last night in southeast Iowa, big night. It's Central Lee as Maya Mershman, the outstanding sophomore, scores 21. Central Lee goes on the road, invades Holy Trinity's gym at Schottenkirk Gym and gets the win 60-54 to was your final. Now I mentioned off the top, today is an insane day. Here's just sort of what's happening out there on the docket today. You've got the starting of tournaments in Illinois today, including the Winchester Invitational, which is absolutely loaded with the top seeds it has. Uh, in fact, Triopia, who won just one down at Waverly, they're the number one seed. They opened the morning against the nine-seed Brown County. Brown County's pretty good. If the Brown County Hornets are your nine-seed, you're talking about an absolutely loaded tournament. And that should be a ton of fun, as you've got Payson Seymour there. You've got Winchester West Central. I mean, you've got some teams this week playing at Winchester in that little gym, one of my favorite gyms in the entire tri-states. And they go wall-to-wall today, starting at 9, going to about 10.30 tonight. So this first day of the Winchester Invitational, always fun. Not the only great tournament in our area as well. The Central Southeastern Lady Panther Classic is loaded as well. It's especially top-loaded. Quincy High School has played as well as it has, playing against undefeated Lewiston as part of that. Central Southeastern, which just saw Laney Lance become the all-time leading scorer in school history, is over there. A sneaky good West Hancock team. All of those teams queue it up this morning. It goes throughout the week as well, building up to next Saturday's championship game. We've also got the Lady Spartan Classic opening up at North Green and the Hancock County Tournament, which has moved from Warsaw to Hamilton because they're having some plumbing issues at Warsaw. But again, Reno Pinkston, whose team opens up play tonight, I believe, against Menden Unity. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the Hancock County Tournament with him. We've got those tournaments, as I said, beginning. We've got the Marceline and Salisbury Tournaments, as well as the Highland and Clopton Tournaments ending tonight. I want to pull your attention to those. If you're in Northeast Missouri tonight, some great matchups tonight, particularly at the Highland Tournament on the girls' side. Undefeated Highland takes on a Palmyra team that set a new tournament scoring record with 90 points the other night, so... That might be the best girls' game of any kind we've seen in the area to date this season. Palmyra will take on Kirksville on the boys' side. Kirksville team's pretty good. And a game I'm really looking forward to, Monroe City and Van Farr for the Clopton Boys Championship. That is a rematch of opening night when uh, Monroe City blew out the defending state champs. But Van Farr playing much better basketball since then. That should be fun as well. And as I mentioned, we've got all kinds of boys' basketball going on tonight. Quincy Notre Dame hosting Pittsfield, a traditional rivalry. Pittsfield obviously struggling, but you know when those two teams get together, you throw out the, you know, you throw out the records because it doesn't matter. They're going to brawl. Quincy High School at Springfield. The John Wood teams are home at 1 and 3 o'clock as well. So that sets the table for you for what should be a phenomenal Saturday of action. We've got wrestling as well to, to reckon with. My mind will be boggled, but it sure will be fun. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by the great Reno Pinkston. We're going to talk all kinds of basketball with a man. Coming up next. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. And welcome back, everybody, to the Morning Ticket. We are pleased and privileged now to be joined by the Hall of Famer, Reno Pinkston. And, Reno, we've done these interviews long-form the last couple of years, and they've generated as much response as anything we've done. And I've noticed it really with younger coaches, and I don't impose on you often. I know you don't do a lot of these longer-form interviews, but I'm always fascinated by their response to you and just how interested they are in the things you have to say and i guess i want to start there with you reno if you had any advice to i guess young coaches just starting out in this business today with what you've seen all you've accomplished the run to the state championship and and the year-to-year grind that you go through what would be the biggest thing you'd say to somebody getting into this business right now kind of looking back
1: you know you use the word grind um knowing what you're getting into uh we're high school coaches uh, that you have to understand that you don't get to recruit your players. You get a, a bunch of kids that uh, will work hard for you, and sometimes they have some limitations. And you got to try to to minimize those things and maximize the things they do well. Uh, tell them that uh, I, if I was looking at a younger me, I would tell myself to to, to don't take don't take things so personally uh, when things don't go well, but also understand that these are kids. They're trying to do the best they can for you. And if they're not doing the best they can for you, you know, try to figure out uh, what you can do better to try to get them to understand. It's, it's been, uh, I, I come back to that same word that, that you just used in, in the opening, the the, the grind. Uh, it, it's something that you have to understand that what you're getting into, and, and I'm assuming that, that you really care about what you're doing. Now, I'll say this. Anybody can coach, but how many people can coach successfully? Uh, If you don't believe it, just ask them if people think they can coach or not. They they all think they can, whether they're fans or whatever. But when you get there on that sideline and and the decisions are made by you um, every minute of the game, if you're that involved in it, which you should be, uh, it's going to take its toll on you, Uh, and you have to understand what you're getting into, and, and I have to. I have a love-hate relationship with coaching. I love what I'm doing, and I hate what it does to me uh, mentally because it's so stressful. Uh, and I and and there are only a few people that really know that uh, the people that you you're close to, your players, uh, the administration you work for. Um, it, it's going to take its toll on you, and do the best you can at at trying to understand that that that. Uh, there are limitations on what you can do. Um, kids, I don't want to sound like that old curmudgeon out there that says kids nowadays, but I'll say things are different than they were 20, 25 years ago. Um, and I have gotten softer. Well, you know, my players may not believe that now, but but I have. I, I've been trying to be more understanding. Um, I try to give more days off uh, to try to keep them fresh. Um, but you still got to be at max Q when it's time to to get down to work. So uh, the advice I'd give the young coaches is is have some patience, but also be demanding. Uh, some people think those two things can't live together, but they can. Uh, and I'm trying to do the best I can at, at try to, trying to take my own advice even now.
0: One of the things that I've always is always struck me about your coaching style, Reno, is you're more of a "Hey, flip this house, fixer-upper guy" than you've ever been a live-in-the-mansion guy. I think if somebody ever gave you a complete roster to start the season, you'd lose your mind because you've always found a way to fix what it is that seems like a flaw on paper. Uh, and and I, I think you enjoy that, don't you? Is that still the most enjoying challenge for you, is putting this impossible puzzle back together every year?
1: Well, it is enjoyable when it works well. You know, my you know, my son was interviewed one time, my son Shane, and I said, uh, is this a dream come true? He goes, yeah, when we play well, it is. <laughs> um, uh, and and it's, that still applies. It is, yes, it is really challenging. You, as I said, you don't get to recruit your players in high school. You know, take what you have, try to put the puzzle pieces together. You know, you can't uh, – uh, put the, the 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 round one in a square peg, and and it's it's it is an incredible challenge. Um, you know, my best friend will call me and tell me, ask me how things are going, and and uh, he used to coach in college, and and uh, he's he's somebody that I can really talk to because and vent to. And I mentioned that to him the other night. We had uh, gotten off the road uh, on a road game and not played particularly well, and. and uh, And he's always there to listen to me. And that's always been a a sounding board for me and my my friends and my wife, Mary. But um, it is is an incredible challenge. It's a challenge that I chose to to do. And, for instance, right now, um, even though we're on break and we start back on Monday to school, uh, we've had a a break here where um, I'll be coaching six games and my sleeping habits are are incredibly poor. I just—it's hard for me to sleep because I'm constantly worrying or thinking about the things that I need to do. I'll get up in the middle of night and and write down notes and and uh, you, know, you see me with those yellow sheets on the sidelines and and those are those are from two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Um, so yeah, to say it's a challenge is an understatement, but uh, it, it is very rewarding when things go well. But on the other hand, it it. Does bother me and scares me on how I feel when we don't play well. Uh, and, and my wife is the one that, that has to, to go through this with me. Uh, she's incredibly understanding and, and helps me get through all of it. But you know, the challenges is definitely there.
0: Uh, let's talk a little bit about this team. I know the challenge this year is a shorter bench for you. You probably have as little yeah. depth and you're always worried about the clock ticking on fouls with everybody. I also get the sense that sort of the emotional center and as much great talk as there is deservedly about Drake Hamill and what a great player he is. One of the five infinity stone players in our area, I would call him, but I, I kind of get the the sense that the center of this team, I guess, psychologically might be Peyton Dooley and his toughness. Is that
1: fair Reno? Yeah, it sure is. Uh, you know, last year, he played as many minutes for me as anybody, and him and I have talked about the fact that, you know, with the guys we had on the team, it was it it, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, he did a tremendous job for me, obviously, but it, it was it, it was a tougher fit for him because he he at times, you know, he found it difficult to find where he fit in. Uh, but this year, he's he's done a tremendous job for us. Uh, been all tournament in the first two that we played, we started a tournament tonight um uh, uh tonight at, at home uh in hancock county invitational and he is just uh, he he's been a uh a real pleasure to coach because he he you know you tell kids not to get too high and too low uh Peyton is the epitome of that where you wonder sometimes what he's thinking and well, we can play really well and he got that same look on his face and and if we play poorly, he has that look on his face as well. He just tries to stay as consistent as he can. Uh he gives us uh, uh a much needed boost uh when we need it. Uh he yeah, he's a little bit under the radar at times because of, of some of the things Drake has been able to do, but but uh he's he's been a godsend for us because he had his steady play was on offense or defense and uh his his demeanor is is something that you try to teach other kids to have. You know, they always say, don't get so high or too low. And and uh, he does a good job of that. But uh, he's somebody that uh, he gives us great minutes. I can count on him to be there uh, every possession. And when well, I do have to get on and he understands uh, his responsibility and, uh, You did a tremendous job for
0: us. Last one for you, Reno, because I know you've got some things to get to, but I did want to talk about coming off a really nice performance up at Macomb. I know going into that game there were some doubts because you did have that sort of listless, uh, not typical West Hancock Titan performance against Camp Point Central going into that. You kind of pulled it back together. Just your biggest thoughts on the the great takeaways that you had from the Macomb Western Holiday Tournament, the championship there, and, and obviously Drake's MVP performance.
1: Well, you know, we, we go into that, and and, and uh, going into this tournament, we were the worst rebounding team I've ever had. Uh, the stats showed it. The feeling during the game had shown it looked like we were playing volleyball every time the ball went up. And uh, Even the people close to me would say they get nervous when the other team shot the ball. They just think that they're going to get two or three possessions in, in one trip down the floor. Uh, we improved on that, uh, obviously, uh, from where we have been. Um, going in there we knew with the the draw that we had, we had a tough first game with with, with Brown County. They always play uh, good physical basketball defensively. They they, they get after you and, and they're very active on the offense and they're taking to the hole. And then we knew if we came out on a, the the good side on that one we had probably had Jacksonville. And Jacksonville's a big school uh with long, lengthy players that played at one, two, two and you know, with, with, with that combination, you're thinking our uh, rebounding is going to suffer. Uh, we did a nice job and built a sizable lead on them um, uh, by halftime and, and was able to, to, to sustain that and maintain the game uh, in our favor. As uh, you mentioned, the, uh, the foul situation, we had, we had to deal with that uh, during the tournament. And when you were in the first two games, regardless of if you have a day off or not, like we just happened to have because of a game at Western on Friday, we still had two games in one day. Um, that doesn't happen anymore. It used to happen in the state tournament, but now it doesn't with the four class system. So rarely do you ever see it where you play uh, two games in one day. And ironically, it's still the a time whenever uh, you know my bench was as thin as, it, as it's been, and our kids played all 64 minutes again in two grinded out games. Uh, the first one against Mammoth Roseville, and the second, and, and of course, against Eureka, who was, had beaten their opponents by an average of 27 points a game in that tournament. So, Jeez. you know, our, our last game we had to go against a, a kid that's getting recruited highly and a six-eight center that could step out to 25 feet. Uh, freshman come off the bench that made a 50 run all by himself. Uh, had a couple more three-point shooters and pull-up jumpers on their team, and, and uh, we were able to. to, uh, to to, to hold on with a victory in, in that ball game against a very talented Eureka team, so I was incredibly proud of the kids for for fighting through the fatigue uh, late in that game. Drake was getting cramps, and uh, you know I keep telling them, you, got to drink Gatorade, you got to drink water before it gets to that point. So having to 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 take care of all those things as a team uh, made me very proud of my boys. So uh, and we're right back. Uh, on the horse again uh this week in another tournament and hopefully we can uh we can maintain uh, our level of play. But we got a tough one tonight. Uh we know what we're getting into and uh and we just gotta take it you know, I hate to sound like cliche but you really do have to tunnel vision and take it one game at a time, you know, one quarter at a time, one play at a time. So uh I'm looking forward to it tonight and hopefully we play well and uh I can get some sleep.
0: Appreciate you, partner. Appreciate all you've done to this point. Good luck the rest of the week. And, again, I appreciate all you've done for West Hancock and for the kids of Hancock County, Reno. Keep up the great work, and thanks for joining us this morning.
1: All right. Thanks a lot, Chris. And when we come back, we'll have
0: more of the Saturday Morning Ticket. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. And welcome back, everybody. Always fantastic to talk with Reno Pinkston. And coming up next week, we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming Quincy Shootout, which is loaded with great talent for the second straight year. Obviously, that'll be fun with Eric Stratman. I'm all out of time, everybody. Enjoy your Saturday. Go out and watch some local sports because you won't lack for finding any today. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at
1: 4535 Broadway in Quincy.